day and welcome to another great message from Mr. Christian Outreach Church. We pray you'll be inspired and equipped by this teaching. For more information on Noosa Christian Outreach Church, please check out our website at noosacoc.org.au. Enjoy. I pray, Lord, that you would reveal your heart to us this morning. I thank you, Lord, that you know each of us by name. I thank you, Father, that you speak to each of us on an individual basis. And I pray, Lord, that you would open our hearts and our spiritual ears to say, to hear what you are saying to each one of us individually this morning. I praise you, Lord, that you reign in this place. I praise you, Lord, that you are the great I am and that you are doing wonderful things, Lord. Amen. There's a couple of... Um, one word has been on my, on my heart during this um, past week, I suppose, and that has been the word attitude. And before I actually start, I just want to read something from Philippians 2. And it starts at Philippians 2, verse 5. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father." And I just want that to sort of rest on our hearts. Uh, the Lord has also, also been speaking to me in the prayer room this morning about encouragement. And uh, he said to me, I am the God of all comfort and encouragement. And I was encouraged in there. And he gave me the words, uh, heart surgery. And I think when he gave me those words, what I was getting from it that is that he wants to do something deep this morning. I'm not necessarily saying that there's somebody in here that needs a heart transplant, uh, but I think he wants to do something with the heart. He might want to just tweak something that's not quite right. He might want to soften something that's in your heart. Perhaps there's a cold heart that's here this morning, and he might also want to mend a broken heart. And he is, he is the great healer. He is the healer of everything. The message he's given me today was sort of, I'm not a preacher, by the way. I'm, <laughs> I'm just here to give a message. And about three months ago, he started to <laughs> work in me 
uh, at a time when it wasn't very convenient to me, but he does things like that. He comes when you least expect him. And he started to do a word, and he wants me to speak about the Holy Spirit this morning. And the Holy Spirit has been evident here this morning in the music and the worship. And I'm so glad that I came (laughs) to the last uh, evening of the Speak Up course because uh, the talent that was on display was great. Uh, The Holy Spirit was working on that evening. There was a sort of sense of um, teamwork and community. Not everyone was just doing it themselves, coming up here and speaking. But I would encourage all those who got up that evening to, to carry on, because that's not the end of it. That could well be the beginning of something new in your life. And the Holy Spirit is often, I mean, it used to be called the Holy Ghost. <laughs> but it's, it's not a Holy Ghost at all. The Holy Spirit is an equal member of the Trinity. We have God the Father, we have God the Son, and we have God the Holy Spirit. And to me, they are all on the same level. The the Trinity cannot be divided. It's one of the mysteries of God that the Holy Spirit, as well as being spirit, is also a person. But we've got to get our minds around that. It's spirit. And it speaks to us. It knows us by name. Um, Does the Holy Spirit ever speak to you by name? He certainly does to me. (laughs) And in in, uh, Scripture, he's depicted as a dove, which came onto Jesus, wind, fire, and water. And a dove speaks to me of something gentle, and something peaceful and something graceful when you see a dove descending. Um, But the the other attributes, wind, fire, and water, speak to me of power. There is power in the wind. You never know where it's blowing or where it's going. There is power in the water. I mean, when you see a tsunami, you know that there's power in a tsunami. And when you see fire, when you see fire really raging, as it does in Australia, you can see the power in the fire. And that is the power of our Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is mentioned in Scripture going right back to Genesis 1. The Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. So I I think God wants to dispel any thoughts from anyone that the Holy Spirit is not real because the Holy Spirit is very real indeed, and he is a person, and he speaks to us. And in the Old Testament, the the Holy Spirit wasn't evident too much. It was operating in the lives of the prophets, uh, and they were God's sort of speakers, and they basically spoke what God told them to spoke. This is from the Holy Spirit. And I found it very interesting that There were two kings, King Saul and King David, and one came after the other, as you know. But and they were both, uh, they were both anointed people. They were anointed by God to be kings. And at one time, Saul used to prophesy, and there was a saying, "Is Saul also among the prophets?" But as we know, Saul. 
he was disobedient to God uh, and his pride was such that the Holy Spirit was taken away from Saul and a, the Lord tormented him with an evil spirit. And from that day onwards, Saul was never the same again. I mean, he pursued David, as you know, for years and years and tried to kill him and throw spears at him and all sorts of things. But his life, although it had been a really blessed life and he was picked out by God, once the Holy Spirit left him, he was then, he was then on the slippery slope down to nothing at all. Whereas King David, um, I mean, we know that uh, he... Uh, he committed adultery with Bathsheba. And in Psalm 51, David actually said, uh, he actually asked God not to take his Holy Spirit from him. And that was obviously precious. He said to God, don't hide your face from me or take your Holy Spirit from me. I mean, we, we know him now, years and years later, as a man after God's heart. And it was obviously, that Holy Spirit was obviously so precious to him that uh, he didn't want to lose it. And God didn't take that Holy Spirit from him. Isaiah talked about grieving the Holy Spirit. Um, and grieving means sort of resisting or doing things wrong, doing things which you know are wrong and not in accordance with the Holy Spirit. Um, and in Joel, we have this famous uh, scripture, I will pour out my spirit on all people, and, and notice the word all people. It's not just for some people. The Holy Spirit is for everyone. I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. And then in Zechariah, we have not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, which was actually in one of the praise songs we sang this morning. When we come to the uh, New Testament Gospels, uh, in Luke 3, John the Baptist, in prophesying about Jesus, said, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And later, when all the people were being baptized, we know that heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit actually came down onto Jesus in the form of that dove. And then going on from there, which was, that was Luke 3. Coming into Luke 4, we have the temptation of Jesus and Jesus' reliance on the Holy Spirit is described. It says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the desert where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. So Jesus needed the power of the Holy Spirit during that time when he was being tempted by the devil. And when he actually had uh, come out of the 40 days, he, it says that Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. So he was full of the Spirit when he went into the desert. He was led by the Spirit, 
And then he was full of the power of the Spirit. And that was basically the start of Jesus' ministry on earth. He was anointed at that time by the Holy Spirit. And he said, the Spirit of the Lord is on me. And he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. So that was in Luke's gospel. And then when we go on to John's gospel, Jesus had a lot to say about the Holy Spirit. Um, In John 3, he was talking to Nicodemus, who, if you remember, was quite a learned man in the law. And Jesus said to him, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. And then he went on and he said, you must be born again. I love Jesus. Not, he didn't uh, talk in wishy-washy terms. He was quite uh, emphatic and he was completely um, understandable. You must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. And then in John 4, God is spirit and his worshippers must worship in spirit and truth. And then I love the part in John 14. So we're going through basically very quickly through John and Jesus talking about the Holy Spirit. And in John 14, Jesus said, I will ask the Father... And he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the spirit of truth. And Jesus was, one of, one of Jesus' names, probably not well known, was a paraclete. And that is a sort of counselor uh, and advocate. And the Holy Spirit is also called a paraclete. So when Jesus said, I will ask the Father and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the spirit of truth, Jesus was, as I see it, Jesus was sort of saying, well, I'm your counselor and advocate and comforter, but now I'm transferring. I'm giving you, there was a sort of seamless uh, transference of Jesus's power to the Holy Spirit. And then he said, the, the, the Holy Spirit will teach you all things. Again, Jesus, not some things. The Holy Spirit will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Everything and all that I have said to you. The Holy Spirit always points to Jesus. And then... When, when he was talking about uh, the vine, again in, in John's Gospel, um, he actually said, apart from me, you can do nothing. And that truth still applies today. Okay, Jesus was only on, on his sort of earthly ministry for about three years, but he, he left the Holy Spirit with us, and the Holy Spirit will be with us forever. And the Holy Spirit will, um, he will guide us, he will comfort us, he will, uh, he will give us everything we need. But apart from him, it's the same as us, uh, 
with Jesus, apart from, Je- apart from me, Jesus said to his disciples, you can do nothing. But that has now been transferred to the Holy Spirit. Apart from the Holy Spirit, because we don't have Jesus, we can't go along the road and talk to Jesus, can we? But we have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is called the Holy Spirit of God, but I also see it myself as the Holy Spirit of Jesus. Jesus actually gave us the Holy Spirit. And I love what Raquel said about breath this morning. Jesus breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. He just breathed on them. And that transference of the Holy Spirit went to the disciples. They had it, um, the disciples had the Holy Spirit during John's Gospel. And then when we go into Acts, um, Jesus again was speaking right at the beginning of Acts. Jesus said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And then going into Acts 2, we know that the Spirit came in real power at Pentecost. Um, A violent wind, it said, and I referred to wind earlier on, but it said a violent wind, tongues of fire, and all all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. Again, it was the all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. And then later on, we know that Peter got up and he spoke so boldly because he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And it amazes me that when Stephen, and he was one of the first martyrs, was being martyred, he was actually described as being full of the Holy Spirit. And he looked up to heaven and he he actually saw the glory of God And he saw Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he was being stoned to death. I find that that absolutely mind-boggling. When we go on to um, the epistles, in Romans, uh, it talks about if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. So there's a belonging aspect there. It talks about giving life to your mortal bodies and the Spirit living in us. The Spirit helps us in our weakness and also the Spirit intercedes for us. So we have two two people interceding for us, really. We have Jesus interceding for us and we have the Spirit of God interceding for us. And it says, with groans that words cannot express. The Spirit searches all things. We have the all again, even the deep things of God. And the things of God are foolishness without the Spirit of God. In Corinthians, we have the gifts of the Spirit, those spiritual gifts. And those gifts, and when we saw a gifting this morning when Raquel got up, and we've seen... I think we've seen an increase in the giftings on a Sunday morning when people have got up here on the stage and given words of knowledge or words of wisdom or prophesied in some way. All those gifts are supernatural. They are not not normal things. 
I mean, the, the champagne popping this morning. Uh, I mean, that is not a normal thing, but God works outside the box. And I think what God is saying this morning is, if you've got a spiritual gift, for goodness sake, exercise it, because without exercise, it just drifts away. It becomes stale, and at the end of the day, God will take... I mean, God gives and God takes away. But if you've got a spiritual gift, I would, I would encourage everyone to use it because it's not for you, it's for God's glory. And Kay and I have had experiences of, of perhaps a word being given and one, if you've got a word, you've got to be obedient to the word. If you're given a word and you know it's from God... You've got to be obedient, and we, we do make mistakes. If I, if I think I've got a word from God, and I'm 85% sure that it is from God, I act on it. I don't act if I, if, if, if I think it's under the 85% sort of range, if you know what I mean. But you can make mistakes, but the thing is this. If you're obedient in small things, God gives you bigger things. That's the first thing, but... Also, if you're obedient with God, you never know what blessing is going to come onto others. I mean, I, I recall giving, being given one word and, and acting on it. <laughs> and as a result of that, three other people were blessed. Kay was blessed and two of our friends were blessed. We were all blessed in different ways. But that's how God acts. Sometimes there's a sort of domino effect you know the holy spirit comes and he first of all he says you know you know how obedient are you going to be to me uh, in carrying out my word that i've just given you and obedience is is so important and in uh, 1 corinthians 12 it's it also says eagerly desire the greater gifts so there's you know there's got to be the desire in one's heart and um You've got to ask, if you want a gift, whatever it is, um, whether it's prophecy, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, gift of knowledge, wisdom, you ask God. If you're, you know, if you're eager and on fire to have God operating in your life, you ask him and he'll give it to you. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we've been listening about freedom in, in the songs that we've heard this morning. And our vision for this year is following Jesus to freedom. So where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. In Galatians 5, we... We, um, we have the fruits of the Spirit. Uh, and if you don't have the Spirit of God in you, you cannot have the fruits of the Spirit. It's, uh, to me, it's as simple as that. You've got to have the Spirit of God operating in your life. If the, if the, gifts, if, sorry, if the fruits of the Spirit are being displayed in your life because they are not natural things to do. And also in 2 Peter uh, 1, we've, our key scripture for this year refers to a number of these fruits. 
which we're asked to make every effort to add to our faith. And that's been happening throughout the year. And just as we need the Holy Spirit to love uh, our neighbor as ourselves, we need the Holy Spirit for the fruits of the Spirit and also those attributes in, in 2 Peter to, um, to be displayed in our lives. We're in the flesh. We are too weak to add all those things to our faith without the power of the Holy Spirit operating in our lives. We will never do it. I mean, we have been given some very good tools and strategies each time that uh, Josh or somebody else has talked about one of the attributes. But we also need that Holy Spirit because, to me, that is the sort of added ingredient. If we haven't got the Spirit, we're, we're sort of, in my opinion, we're fighting a losing battle. I've mentioned not grieving the Holy Spirit that was mentioned um, back in the Old Testament. And one of the things that grieves the Holy Spirit is unrepentant sin. If we've got sin in our lives that we haven't repented of, or if there are other things uh, in our lives which we know cause sorrow or distress to, to God or to other people by what we're doing... Uh, we've got to repent of that. The sword of the Spirit is mentioned in Ephesians, and that is the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit. And in Thessalonians, it says, do not quench the Spirit. And that I think that's a warning to all of us, um, not only individually, but also corporately up here. If the Spirit is moving... Uh, in our own lives, we should let the Spirit take full control. And if the Spirit of God is moving on this platform on a Sunday, the Spirit normally has his way, but we should let the Spirit finish his business before we, before we intervene. I've seen a couple of instances when the Spirit has been wanting to run further than we have permitted him to do. And I think, that's, I think that's quite a salutary lesson to us all. The Spirit is in us, and I think we all need to be reminded that the Spirit in us is greater than the one who is in the world. We have the victory, the Spirit in us. Ooh, um, where does this leave us all? I think that, to me, the Holy Spirit is, is sort of lifeblood. Um, we cannot function. If you're a Christian, a disciple of Jesus, you cannot function without the Holy Spirit operating in your life. And I think the Holy Spirit wants to control and influence every area of our lives. And that's without exception. He is interested in us, and we've, we've, if we're serious about being disciples, we've, we've got to give every single area of our life over to Jesus and say, Jesus, my finances, my marriage, my children, everything, my relationships, everything in my life has got to come under your domain. 
because I mean, if you uh, if you don't, you're not you're not treating him as Lord of your life. And the other thing I just wanted to say is that the we all have the Holy Spirit in us. That is a when you when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. We have the Holy Spirit operating in, or come, let's say, coming into our lives, coming into our heart. But the actual presence in my heart and the activity of the Holy Spirit in my mind are two completely separate things. He can be dormant in my life. I can I can go about my business each day and not even think of God. Not be affected if I think I, if he if he's saying to me I I might think well is that really you God I'll I'll just sort of put it put it under the carpet I don't think that's really you but the Holy Spirit wants to actually be operating in our lives He wants to be helping us He wants to be directing us He wants to give us encouragement He wants to be there as part and parcel of our lives. And this is why we should open ourselves up to him, because if you do open yourself up to him, you never know what gifts he's going to give you. It may not be a spiritual gift. It might be one of the other gifts. All our gifts come from God, whether they're spiritual gifts or other gifts. But there might be another gift that he wants to give you. And if you... If you um, hand everything over to him he then takes control and sometimes it's not uh, it's not very comfortable um, he comes and asks you to do things when you think it's inconvenient but you've got one's got to obey God I mean if the, these gifts as well that are given they're not they're not just given for us here to get up on the stage or uh, to prophesy over somebody here, they are given for us to take out into the world as well. I mean, you you can exercise spiritual gifts at work. And, and it's amazing what people notice about you when you're at work, you know, by your attitude, by the way that you conduct yourself. People will, if you're a disciple of Christ, people in the workplace will know that you are a disciple of Christ and that you are something different and they just might want some of that for themselves. And you might say that God never listens to me. Uh, sorry, <laughs> God never speaks to me, but God never stops speaking. And the Holy Spirit has the same attributes of God. He's omnis omniscient, he's omnipresent, he is. I mean, he's all-powerful. He's all-seeing. He's exactly like God. So I think, I think for us, the key is obedience. That, I mean, that, to me, the, the, the key is obedience. Jesus said in, in the Gospels a number of times, you are my friends if you do what I command. I mean, that, that seems pretty simple to me. You are my friends if you do what I command. And in other case, in another case, I think he said, "You call me Lord, Lord, but do you do what I say?" 
which, which to me is the same thing as saying, you are my friends if you obey me. And I, th- I think that's, um, that's something that we should take on board. The Holy Spirit is not an optional extra. And uh, we need to be walking each day in harmony with the Holy Spirit. Uh, and to me, there should be no, there's no division really between um, the spiritual and the secular. Uh, I mean, we we can be transported into heavenly realms, and I, I could feel myself going up into heavenly realms this morning during the praise and worship. If we're spiritual beings, we can be transported. And we may feel inadequate. I know um, sometimes it's difficult to step out, uh, especially at work and uh, when you're sort of uh, uh, perhaps uh, in an inferior position to somebody else. But uh, I think we've got to uh, say, God is with me. Uh, we may feel inadequate. And, but that is, that is a completely natural feeling but we have a supernatural presence living in each one of us. And that supernatural presence enables all of us to carry out our assignments. When God was, um, when I was sort of preparing this, uh, this talk, um, God gave me the word stretch. And I've got a funny feeling he gave that same word to Ben some months ago, I think Ben mentioned it when he was up here on the on the, on the stage. Um, I think God is saying that He wants to stretch us. Um, he doesn't want to stretch us to breaking point, but I think He wants to stretch us and increase our faith and reliance on Him. We've got to rely completely on the Holy Spirit operating in our lives every day almost every minute of every day. I think that might be everything he's uh, asked me to say this morning, but um, if perhaps everyone can um, just close their eyes and uh, bow their heads, I'm just going to um, close in prayer. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here, that you are real. We want to know you more, Holy Spirit. Help us to grow in our relationship with you day by day. You are always with us. You were sent from heaven to reveal Jesus and lead us into all truth. Please take us deeper in the knowledge of your ways and how you operate. We know there is so much more of you to know, experience, and release. Amen.